Sign, sign, everywhere a sign. Blocking out the scenery, breaking my mind. Do this, don't do that. Can't you read the sign? Welcome to Things I Preach to Myself About Podcast. I am your host, Rich Vang, and on today's episode, we're going to take a look at what are the signs saying and what exactly are we listening to? As we travel the roads of America, there's one thing that stands out to all, the plethora of billboard signs. Everything from advertisements to warnings to whatever, they are the giant distractions along the highways that aim to steal your attention away from the direction you're going and to draw you to their messages. Most billboards are trying to sell you goods or services. Many will offer you life advantages, if only you'll do such and such. We are bombarded with messages every day and in every way. TV or radio commercials are even more influential. But their one goal is to influence or sway you into something. Whatever the case or the cause, the messages are being conveyed and want our full attention and compliance. But one thing I think about when I see all these ads and commercials that are demanding our attention and us to do certain things a certain way is, is this contrary to what the Bible says? I mean, we see messages to us every single day, but are they the right messages we need in our lives? Many may try to ignore the giant billboards with their goals to sway us a particular way, but simply looking around at all of the lost sheep wandering aimlessly about you can clearly see that the world's messages are getting through. Many also like to ignore the signs and warnings from the creator of the universe as well. And although it is not something new, it is also something that we don't want to ignore. Look around. It's very obvious that the lost do a great job at avoiding his message. Now we know that since the beginning of time, like Garden of Eden, Humanity has always made declarations for themselves that they desire and deserve certain things contrary to what Elohim says. Whether it's knowledge and wisdom, material things, or even control and power, mankind has constantly held this entitlement mentality. Adonai knew the hearts of his people so much that he even included specific commands within the Torah or instructions to warn the people of the evils of their selfishness. Exodus chapter 20 verse 17 says, Do not covet your neighbor's house, do not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, or whatever belongs to your neighbor. But the people simply ignore his messages that are plainly spelled out within scriptures and continue to violate them every day in every way. They think that his words, kind of like the billboards, are just there to clog up our minds and our lives. It's ironic how easily people will listen to the words of men, yet be so quick to quench the words of life. But scripture is also clear as to the end result for those who insist on having a demanding heart and a selfish manner. As people are callously dismissing the gifts and mercies and grace given to us daily by Elohim, they are instead chasing after their own desires of the flesh, desires of the eyes, and puffing up their own pride. Yet the Bible warns that those who continue ignoring his messages are going to be facing a wrath from above. 
If the God of the Bible shares an indictment with us within the pages of Scripture against his own chosen people, what makes the westernized Gentiles of today so arrogant as to believe that they are immune from that very same wrath? Since God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, nothing has changed from Genesis to Revelation. Believing in God is one thing. Obeying God is another. We read in the beginning of the book of Isaiah that Adonai is telling his people of their errors. Verse 4 of chapter 1 says, Alas, sinning nation, a people loaded with crookedness, a seed of evildoers, sons acting corruptly, they have forsaken Adonai and have provoked the Holy One of Israel. They went backward. God is about to announce judgments over his chosen people because of their lawlessness and disobedience to his words. Even to this very day, the people who proclaim themselves followers of Messiah are living within a bubble of denial that they are not subject to the very same condemnation because of Adonai's grace. And yet Yahweh was filled with grace and mercy to his own people throughout their journeys and settlements. Yet that did not exclude them from his wrath upon their disobedience to his words. In the example of the Israelites, Isaiah announced judgments because of their abandoning his Torah, his instructions, their rebellion, corruption, violence, injustice, religious apostasy, materialism, idolatry, immoral women, and occultism. That is a list, and these are Yahweh's chosen people. Now, without even trying, I can easily point out these very attitudes being prevalent in today's societies and cultures that were no different. And by we, I'm also pointing to the modern westernized churches throughout the world, those very groups that proclaim themselves adherents to Christ Jesus and the Word of God, they are in and of themselves exactly like the Israelites of the Tanakh, who fall under those very same upcoming judgments because of the very same sins. Condemning? (laughs) Yes. Through the lens of Scripture, we can easily point out the levels of idolatry and corruption just by looking at how they worship themselves in their own words. All this is happening within the walls of Catholic, Protestant, Evangelical churches, and it's clear simply by examining where their focus is lying, on buildings and appearances, their zeal and worshiping adoration of pastors and preachers, and their wanton greed to have material blessings and things. These very groups altered the ways of Elohim and now possess their own doctrines and creeds that conflict with God's Torah and their continuing rebellion against adhering to God's commands. They store up within themselves a self-righteous arrogance that flares up with bitterness whenever their lifestyles are challenged or questioned. They flaunt themselves as being above one another in their religion and practices. They believe, and yet their works are focused on themselves. They worship the creature instead of the creator. No different than the Israelites. In Isaiah chapter 2, verse 8, God condemns them, saying, Their land is also full of idols. They worship the work of their hands, what their fingers have made. We see and hear his messages, yet listen and follow man's messages. People today want information. 
They want instruction. They want direction. They want, they want, they want. But only if it's in a quick and easy to digest portion. They also want all that to fill them with the comforts that they feel they need. They want to drink from the well of life, but only if it's easy to obtain. And what are the results of controlling and limiting our informational intake? Well, the clear success of all the quick-fix, self-help programs that people love to join, along with the billions of short, brain-dulling message videos that bombard our electronic devices today. Even those old billboards still work because they don't take time, effort, and energy to absorb the message. Folks these days have the attention span of a gnat. Thus, why so many are glued to their phones, watching those quick videos and reading short snippets from people they don't even know, continuously filling their heads with messages that are not from above, but are really from below. People have created built-in special filters that reject the harsh and negative messages and warnings that are contained within God's words, yet will only allow in the fast, feel-good, warm, fuzzy messages that talk about love and joy and peace and patience. They want leaders and teachers who will fill them up with positives and encouragements once a week, yet all within an hour's time because, you know, they got other things that are pressing. Spare me the details. Just give me my cup overflowing from whatever well you have at the ready, they say. Yet, inevitably, disappointment will hit the people hard when they come across the true and complete message from above because it is a deep well that takes time, effort, and energy to draw from. They may try to spend a little time with it in the beginning, but eventually they leave when they don't get immediate satisfaction or results much like the famous treadmill that so many Americans had to have thinking that they will get fit and healthy, and yet eventually, in a short amount of time, it becomes a family room clothes hanger and storage platform, and thus, in like manner, dust on our Bibles. People might say they believe in God, attend a church, play nice with others, and give to charity, all thinking that they are right with God but they tend to forsake the multiple messages from above. You cannot shortcut your salvation by going through the motions. You cannot get into heaven by skimming through the book. You don't sit in Yahweh's favor because you're a member of a certain gathering. His instructions and commands are written to be followed, all of them. As mentioned before, even the Israelites were admonished repeatedly for failing to follow his instructions. In Amos chapter 5, it warns a complacent and arrogant people, much like so-called believers today. It says, Woe to you who long for the day of the Lord. What will the day of the Lord be for you? It'll be darkness and not light. It'll be like a man who flees from a lion only to encounter a bear or who enters his house and rests his hand against a wall, only to be bitten by a snake. Will not the day of the Lord be darkness and not light, even gloom with no brightness in it? I hate, I despise your feasts. I cannot stand the stench of your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. 
For your peace offerings of fattened calves, I will have no regard. Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not listen to your music of your harps. But let justice roll on like a river, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. So, now that I've filled your heads and hearts with such a happy and endearing message, let me just say this. Get into the scriptures. Adonai Elohim, Lord God, has given us his word as instructions for our lives, guidelines to steer us through this journey here, and how to have a deep fellowship with the creator of the universe. He has laid the foundation for us, given his spirit to strengthen us, and his son to be a sacrifice in our place all so that we can come before his throne of grace and mercy. He gave us a way to be restored into fellowship with him. Yet, we have responsibilities to him. We cannot claim ignorance in the final day because we have his complete word to us. And God will judge, not only the unrepentant sinners, but also those who call themselves by his name, but fail to follow his commands and teachings. So if our heads are being filled with the messages of the world all day, every day, his message to us will be missed, pushed out, replaced, and even forgotten. We cannot walk in two worlds. We cannot obey two masters. And we certainly cannot say that we walk in his ways when our hearts are far from him. Yeshua says in John chapter 17, as he prayed for his disciples, that he had Given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. He also prays Yahweh, Sanctify them by your truth, for your word is truth. If we are to be disciples of Messiah, we have to remember that even though we are still in this world and we are being bombarded by the messages of this fallen world, Yet we will also have the ability to shut out those messages, ignore them, push them away from us. You see, we have choices to make every day, and choosing the word from above over the word from below should be our highest priority in life. Yeshua followed the complete word of his Father in heaven, which is the Tanakh. If we are to emulate our Messiah, follow him completely, Shouldn't we also study to show ourselves approved and know and follow his word of truth? And this doesn't come from listening to pastors or preachers. It doesn't come by memes or memos. It doesn't come from videos or podcasts. It comes from blocking out the noise of this world and reading and listening for his still, small voice. It comes from rejecting the doctrines and ways of man and accepting the complete truth of Elohim. It comes only through deep study and prayer, drinking from the deep well of his word. And so I challenge you, just as I have to challenge myself every day, that we work diligently to shut out the signs and the messages that permeate this world and open ourselves up to seeing and hearing and learning and knowing the very message of God, which is his holy scriptures. It says in 2 Corinthians, 
For though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds, destroying arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and taking every thought into captivity to the obedience of Messiah. Amen. This has been Things I Preach to Myself About podcast. Again, I'm your host, Rich Vangen, and I thank you for taking the time to hear my rants and ravings once again. But I plead and implore and beg that as I have to remind myself, I pray that you also will jump into the Word and look to that as the one true source from above, ignoring everything else. In his name, 